Hey guys, welcome to the Crossing the Road podcast with yours truly, Kendra D. Carroll. This podcast of Crossing the Road is like we're always trying to make a decision of where God is trying to take us, and this episode is full of it. It's full of how to stay in tune with God and His alignment over your life, because sometimes we're grabbing life by the horns and riding it out, and sometimes we're sitting at the crossroad wondering which way. This episode and this podcast is to bless you right where you at. I'm just a small town country girl bringing God's word to you to love on you, bless you, and feed you and grow you and inspire you that you can do anything that God has set in your heart to do. Just as a seed was formed to become the tree that it was already made to be, everything is already stored in you of what God has prepared for you beforehand. So go and and walk in it and walk with confidence, Christ's confidence in your hearts. Be blessed. just do you and me today and I go about being a permission mama while I'm driving. I've been talking to a lot of moms who call me and say I have this new idea and I think it will be really fun and they immediately take the fun out of it. They immediately become panicked as they think about all the other things that it might involve and then they go too much too much and blinking red lights send them into a complete and total halt But they don't move forward at all into what they had this idea that really could be fun for their whole family. And they won't even hear the ideas in it or behind it or beside it or what's to come of it. Because their emotions of too much or I literally had the conversation of my heart's just not ready yet. And it was like, that's not the point. The point is that you're going to grow into the readiness of whatever it becomes. And if you just keep it fun and keeping your kids participating in it, then what's the biggest harm? And I am seeing the devil getting you in doubt before he even can get you in discouragement because he's already getting you to believe the discouragement and then distracting you with something that seems really big or that there's too much of something else happening that you just have focus on. I don't know. I don't even, I don't want to say nothingness because I know that's not true. Um, as moms, we're never doing nothing. Like the monotony of doing the laundry over and over again and the dishes over and over again. And you know, you just ask for things and they're not happening and then you feel like you can't do the more. And God continues to show me that I have to teach from the struggle, from understanding exactly what this stands and feels like and what giving something up to choose for your children looks like and how to maybe not resent it or be like, maybe I'm still doing this all wrong. And you just get in these traps and I got to do this speech about about doubt and I said there's no such thing as completely overcoming it 
it comes in different forms and different cycles in different ways. And then we have to like look back and be like, okay, well, I was really scared of doing this or I really doubted that this was going to work out. And think of another time that we grew that doubt into trust and then that trust grew a muscle of faith. And that's all in the book. And that's all part of what I say. And that's all part of what I teach in this growing your muscle of faith type of response. But I just, I, I can't even get most people to even get there. And so I wanted to get back even further and say, okay, where, where are we going wrong? And some of it is surrendering to complacency. And some of it is like, the, well, let's stay in complacency. Let's stay in comfort right now. Like we know what our chaos looks like at this moment. So taking on more chaos or different chaos doesn't seem like a good idea, right? Um, that's, that's probably where majority of us are at. I don't think any mom sits there and says, I have it all together and I have no mama problems and life is just peachy and I never get thrown peaches at me. I just think that that mom would not be true. <laughs> They're just trying to be, um, a picture of something that they imagine, but it doesn't happen that way. As soon as you put even one kid into the world, your life is changed by that kid's needs, attitudes, what they bring into the world, what their desires and needs are, what you need to feed into them. And just all the things God called us to as a mom first. And then trying to make what you think God's calling you to and more and others happen, it just becomes feeling more like chaos rather than reward. And like, this is a good idea to put time into and it's going to make me feel refreshed and I'm going to love it and I'm going to love pouring into others or I'm going to love seeing the outcome of this project. We can't even get to that point because we're so stuck in the part that's going hard. I think that's I think that's what I'm at. And that part that's going hard can look like so many different things. It can look like financial, it can look like children's attitudes, it can look like school's not going well for the kids, it can look like things are changing in the kids' routines again. They're getting a new job if they're a teen. They're changing their schedules of sports. Um, the young ones stop taking their afternoon nap. Like I have no idea the list goes on and on. I can make up a hundred different things that are keeping you from feeling like you have any room in your life to do something more or something different. So I want to give permission to break what the dream looks like right now and where you thought you were headed and say, maybe this isn't it at all. Maybe this isn't working in the way that you thought it was. Maybe you're not in the house that you thought you dreamed up and now you're like, hmm, is this really what I wanted? Is this really where I'm going? Is this really like it's working and I could keep it going, but is this really what I'm supposed to be doing right now? Is this really the best of me and the best that I could be putting out of me? Is this where God called me? And re-questioning and re-stepping back and maybe even making some things not so big. Like smaller and simpler. I forget that I am a small, simple person. And I get carried away because I'm a good, big dreamer. And I could dream really big. But there is nothing wrong with small and simple in some things. And so I just want to give you permission to break the chain of either the hamster, hamster wheel that you were on or the couch of 
depression and eating. <laughs> I watched that silly show, The Flora and Ulysses, and uh, I had heard there was tons of comedy in it, and it was really just kind of things like, it was just so nowadays words. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't laugh as much as they had said, but at one time the mom breaks down at the daughter and she was like, what am I going to do for my stressed out eating emotional needs? And I guess maybe it was funny to the guys to hear a girl actually call it out the way that it is and talk to her child that way. But honestly, I think some of us are. I think that we're willing to tell our kids, like, I don't have it together. That was my emotional eating package that you just ate all my Cheetos, which it wasn't her, it was the squirrel. But we'd be willing to say that to our kids because we so much don't have things together and we so much feel like we need to feel things or feel better about something before we can move forward and whatever it is that is calling us forward. And baby steps is a real thing and baby steps can be so hard if you're a big achiever, big dreamer, big everything. The small and simple is still where it's at. I started working out again because I tend to just be doing stuff on the ranch that I never really like do a workout, although I super enjoy it. I'm a person who enjoys working out. So my small steps is like, I don't try to hold a plank for one minute. My shoulder that got injured with a horse can't handle it. I will hold it for 10 second intervals and do a 10 second break and another 10 second interval to count up for a set of 10 or maybe a set of six or a set of five or whatever it was. And then like the last one, it was interesting because it was reminding me that like as I warm up my muscles to think about doing this again, then in the last ones, I could push myself a little bit harder to have that growth part happen. So when I was holding them only 10 seconds on the last one, I held it for a whole 30 seconds and then decided to reward and be happy with that. And even after one day of workout and being able to kind of feel my muscles under my (laughs) non-workout-ness, we'll not call it flab and fat. (laughs) We're just going to call it the non-workout-ness of my body. The muscles are feeling good. (laughs) And I can remember that they're there. But that was like the smallest step. And it wasn't even like a 10-minute workout in between going to get dressed that I put in between moving a garden piece. And I went, it really is always in the small steps that you can feel rewards. And the tiny rewards lead to bigger rewards. And not to get so focused on the big result of the... I think our world is so like... I'm running this speech in another half an hour from right now. And the name of it is the unplanned visionary, because that's what I want to set you up with. I want you to stop doing what the world says of achieving your goals and putting all your visions and dreams on this big dream board. Everybody's running by them. I know, especially if you're in an MLM, that they're coaching by them to have these big dreams and visions and awards. But those things are hard for me because I'm a go-getter that if it doesn't happen tomorrow, I've already lost my hope of it. So I can't do big vision boards, but I can have an overall idea of where I'm going and what I think I want out of it, but I'm not going to be so dang set in what I want out of it to not let God show me something even better and what his best is. 
Because God's dreams we know are always better than our dreams. So if we be like, oh, I'm going to have this, this, and this. I'm going to have this beautiful, right now, let me just describe my house to you. I'm going to have this beautiful ranch, and I'm going to have this grand arena, and I'm going to serve all these kids, and I'm going to breed horses and have all this. Now I'm in it. And I'm like, whoa, okay, God, is this what you really called me to, or did I just think this was a good idea? And God had told me a while ago, you know, even though I feel like I'm always trying to give him the best and I'm always trying to ask him, is this best? But he had been like whispering to me, like, you're still chasing an American dream. And that wasn't my dream. And that hurts to hear that, guys. And so the dreams that come back into my heart when I'd be like, well, I don't even know if this was my dream. They come back to being a lot simpler. A lot. A lot simpler. I think it's where all the famous people in the world, you know, I I call myself a pretty quick learner. I moved to Arizona for six weeks to find out that I still needed to move my family back into California. We are quick learners. We don't take a year and a half. I've been doing this now for a year. Not podcasting. Podcasting started in August. But this whole adventure of I'm a writer, I'm a speaker, I'm a faith influencer, I'm going to write devotions, I'm going to preach God, I'm going to pray over women, I'm going to reach out and serve in whatever way that this ministry of pulling women into believing into their God-given dreams, their God-given talents, their God-given calling that God says, I'm calling you to do this and do this to your best. I am the permission help mama to keep it fun, to keep you focused, to keep you thinking I can rather than wanting to throw everything out the window and just give up. I've been there so many times of wanting to just give up and be like, I must hear God wrong. I must not be called to this. I'm failing as a mom. I'm failing as an entrepreneur. I'm failing in ministry. The I'm failing list can look really long. And I know that they say wonderful little acronyms for failing. First attempts in learning. The first attempts in learning is when you fail. And all those failures learned up. Learned up. Do you like that? All those failures added up to what you have learned. And then you take the things that you've learned and you will move forward in them. And you'll grow the next thing bigger and better. And there's just... There's just a cycle that you go through of what you've learned and what feels like it failed, even if it was progress. And then you pick yourself up and you look around and you go, okay, well, what do I have now? And how do I move forward with this? And it's this constant rebirthing of a vision of what you have over your life and asking God if you're still doing it right. And it's a daily process. It's daily And there's times that I get on way too good of a streak that things are all working out. And before I know it, it's weeks and weeks and weeks that I lost the intention of daily saying, is this the way God? Am I doing this right, God? And then I have some hard decision to make and I feel like I'm not grounded to make the decision. Is anybody resonating with that? 
I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like there's a few moms nodding their heads in the car going, yeah, there's something that makes me constantly be like, am I making the right decision right now? And every time that hard decision comes up, it feels harder because I wasn't keeping it in daily practice. So I want to send you some encouragement if you are sitting in like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know whatever. It's okay to just sit. Just sit with God and speak in peace. I literally had nothing else. I was sitting in torture today of my own mind of like, am I walking away from blessings? Should I have had this money? Should I be doing this? Is this me not trusting God? (laughs) Yes, guys, even I do it. That's why I said I teach from the struggle of all the questions that go through our mind. But the thing that came to me was just worship songs. I just started seeing like worship song after worship song and they were like Easter style worship songs of God. But, and then I was just like, why is all I want to do is worship? And then of course I start overthinking that. Like, am I really drawn back to song? (laughs) I just paused in the middle of laundry and I said, here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. And here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, and altogether wonderful to me. And I just needed to sit in it. Like, if it is a question of trusting where he's taking me and what he's revealing and what he's doing, I need to just take some time to just sit with him. And be thankful for all the things that I already have going. Because there's a lot of things that I can say I'm not thankful right now. And I know that it all starts with that. I know that was square one's lessons of what I brought to the world to share. That wasn't even supposed to share. But what God led me through of grumbling to grateful. And it always comes back to every little baby step of thankfulness and priorities. And then trusting God. And to realize that I'm facing trust of what's God bringing and what does the world have for me. And sometimes that line looking murky. That was the part that I'm like, oh, why is it wrenching my heart so bad? So bad that I can't just like put it to rest and be like, you God, you God, I trust. You are worthy of my trust. You are worthy of my praise. You are worthy of me to ask for nothing else. But to say whatever you want of me, God. And I really try. I hope you guys see that. I hope you see that. I just try to say whatever you want, God. But even in that, the devil can get us in discouragement and distractions and doubts. I've had so many clients call lately and like they just start getting a little bit of hope of an idea of a way they want to go and immediately they're attacked. If you're feeling like beaten down, attacked and distracted with an unclear vision, it's because God has something for you. Wait out the murky waters. Go a little slower. Like if you're driving and big fog comes in, what do you have to do? You got to slow down and see what's just right in front of you. And go go slow. Look for the line. Look for the path. Look for the road. Crossing the road. Making the decisions that God wants for us. 
seizing the decision and staying the path, pulling off the road in fog where there's no more line and you could run into somebody else. That's scary. Don't pull over. Don't stop. Keep going through the murkiness of the fog until God brings clarity because there is rainbows on the other side. There is a blessing. And when you come out of that, like how much brighter does the world look? Let's get to those points. And then don't forget that these points happen over and over again. There's constantly new levels to walk through and the next to come. I'm actually putting myself through my own my own journey of my own book and my own... <laughs> I'm having to take it in my own eyes because I was getting so discouraged by what are you doing, God? But why is everybody so afraid and why does the devil have such a stronghold in this area of women who feel called to do something and feel called to be more? Why is there something so desperately holding that grip that makes us fear we're going to do it wrong? We're abandoning our family we don't have the time. It's not the time. Sometimes it's not, but sometimes, again, just take it a little slower. And that word is painful for me. I wrote down something about like, what is, what's the road look like right now in my own journaling of my program to get to the next step? What does it look like right now? And I said, slow. And that's just hard for me. I wanted to make sure that I gave you the chance to just like change your thinking of your dream. Like maybe it's not where you had been headed. Maybe it's not all those goals you set out for. Maybe it's something something simpler or even something bigger or something just different than where you sit right now. Permission that everything could look different. Everything. I mean everything. The sky's the limit because God is limitless. You can't put limits on God. So when you take everything back to God and say, okay, what's the biggest thing I think that's not working out right now? Okay, God, what would you have me do with it? What's my biggest fear and why it's not working out? What's my biggest fear in changing it? I did a discussion on grit And that grit meant to have the courage. But besides courage, it meant to have resolve. That you set, I'm going to do this. That no matter what, you're going to set your foot forward and keep stepping in the way that God has called you. And what came out of it too was the thought of Peter and John. And when he said, throw in your nets. And they'd been fishing all day. And that exhaustion of like, but God, I've been trying. You know, what, what if what you keep trying and he just says do it one more time are you willing to do it one more time as much as I want to grumble and be like I already did I already did it I also feel like the answer that Peter and John had was like for you Jesus we'll try for you I will do it for you I will do it again for you I will push a little harder for you I will wait it out for you I will take on the slowness Another thing I want to speak over that slowness. Sometimes we're in seasons where we get to grow our vegetable gardens and get to see the fruit right away. But the encouragement that I have to speak over myself and I speak it to you too is you might be growing a tree right now. And that is something that could last past your lifetime and be making a legacy for other people to use as a platform to share Jesus. For the others to know God. 
if that's what you're growing, then the slow growth is not bad. It's getting you a little more sturdy and a little more prepared to shoot up and out in the directions of what you're supposed to go. As always, guys, I hope that this blessed you. I did have to record this like three different days to wrap it all together. (laughs) I apologize if it seemed a little choppy, but it was also just like times of having to hang up and be the mom and keep showing you that you can keep showing up. You can be a mom and start a project and set it down and start a project and set it down. And it might sound like this, but there were some really great takeaways, I think. All right, guys, have a very, very blessed day. Check out www.kendradwecarolrrs.com. And don't forget to support if you want to help this ministry. I have the Bible studies, Uniquely Worthy, to remember that you're special. You guys can get up and have some coffee early in the morning, sneak on some little headphones, and listen to me and my friend Beth talk about being made special and being loved by God and just who he made you to be. It's an amazing message that will just leave you feeling happy and perfect where God has you. And what better message than to feel that after this type of message that I gave. There is positive rainbows on the other side. And although I'm not completely out of the murkiness, I still do see um, God shining over it and God preparing a way. In the grit speech that I got to give, we talked about um, a river being pulled up. And even though it got to a stopping point because it hit like a bigger rock that it couldn't go through yet. But as it just sits there, if the rain's still coming in, if you're still watering yourself from God and what his blessings are coming in, even if they don't look like the blessings of what you were hoping for, right now he's bringing me blessings of just people and support. And that's building and building and building. And when all those blessings build up in a big pool puddle, eventually they will spill over and start forming the way of the next of what it's heading into. I just love that imagery and I had to share it again to keep it for longer than just a clubhouse speech, but I hope you guys love it. I hope it bless you. Email me if you have any questions or need prayer. Sign up for those Psalms, journals, and devotions and be blessed. Goodbye now. Well, Jesus sisters, you go be you. And if you need a cheerleader in your life, come find me. I'll be your biggest fan under Jesus.